All right, episode three of RyQ. Um, today we are with Peter Hicks. Peter is, what are you? You're a business owner. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, that's a cool word to say. He started a renovation company called Quality Home Renovations. You yep. can say hi. Hey. <laughs> and Peter hired me to do his media, so I, I kind of worked for Peter. I had to drag you in, finally. <laughs> Anyways, this is Peter Hicks. He is the owner of Quality Home Renovations in Greenville, South Carolina, in case you need renovating, which I'm guessing most of the people that listen to this don't need renovating. Probably that's not. okay. But they right. will one day. They, they will. will one day. That's, that's right. right. And they can come all the way down the game <laughs> South Carolina. Um, okay, so I want to start off with my song recommendation in the beginning instead of in the end. So for this week, I have been on a... Okay, so this is preference, obviously. I like, I like 2000s rock. Peter listens to freaking Nicki Minaj all day long, and I hate it. Whenever I get in his truck, it's like, Nicki Minaj. I'm like, ah. I don't know how That's you... not true. I just like classics. From Those when aren't I... classics. From when I grew up. Those aren't they classics. Were. Yeah, but they're, they're like... They're not bad. They're just not the first thing I'm going to put on. But it's a preference thing, like I said. So yeah. what I'm about to share is a preference thing, and you might not like it. Two songs. And obviously, this is majorly swayed by... I've, this is the only band I've been listening to lately because I've been checking out all their different albums. The band is called My Chemical Romance. I don't know if you've heard of them. I think so. You've probably heard Black Parade. They have a song called Welcome to the Black Parade. Biggest song they've made. That's, um, anyways, I was listening to some of their older albums and it's 2000s rock, so like, kind of has a very cliche sound if you know what 2000s rock sounds like. Um, however, so I picked two songs for you to listen to this week and you can listen to them too if you want. They're called Kids From Yesterday and Fake Your Death. And these two songs, I don't know, they kind of sound weird. But the songs themselves, they're not as like loud. I know some people don't like loud rock or whatever. And this is like 2000s rock. So you'll get what I mean when you actually start playing it. You're like, oh, it just sounds like any other song made in 2000 to 2010 by a rock band, basically. But these are a little more like mellowed songs, chill, like turn on and just drive type songs. So anyways, the band is My Chemical Romance and the songs are Kids From Yesterday, number one. And Fake Your Death is the second one. Now we're moving on to news. Um, election, did you vote? I cannot disclose. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't vote? <laughs> I still have to worry about, I have to fix my like registration movement from North New York to South Carolina. It's okay, I walked in and the, I was like, hey, I need to change my address because they said I could do it at the voting center at the place. And she was like, is your address in the system wrong or on your car, on your license wrong? And I was like, in the system. And she's like, oh, no, you got to go to the courthouse to do that. And I was like, okay. She's like, oh, my mom, I'm doing it. It was like six at night and they close at seven. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, that's too bad. So I tried. You yeah. didn't even try. Well, I'm not as informed on it as I probably should be. But I also, I'm not going to vote for something that I don't know what, no, the, what I they No, I agree for. with that. I had grabbed a voter guide and I had read through yeah. people and... I swear, I obviously lean more Republican. Yeah. Um, but there was one Democrat I was going to vote for. She was the, something in the court system here. Some justice yeah. that I wanted to keep her on. And I had talked to some people about it. But I didn't get the vote anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, the results, at least currently, in the Senate, the Republicans have 49 seats. And the Democrats have 49 seats. The hell, <laughs> I don't even get how that happens. And you need 51 to have majority, and there's two seats left. <laughs> like is it gonna end 50 50 i i have no idea honestly it's uh i think like all like 99 percent of the votes are in yeah order. so they're like still recounting but apparently there's two seats left and 
Both sides have 49. And then in the House, uh, I think the Republicans are going to win. They have 211. Democrats have 201. And you need 218 to have a majority. Yeah. Second piece of news. Student debt. If you were trying to get your student debt forgiven, you can't apply anymore. Shocker. <laughs> they, they were like, the court system, I think for the second time, released some type of ruling that said you guys can't... Like, they stopped... They halted the process. So now the... I don't even know what it is. The administration, whatever Biden started for it, they said, we're not taking applicants right now. But I looked at the qualifications for it. I don't know if you've looked at this. It's stupid. I don't understand, like, how they're going to get this much money. So basically, this is what it is. And you would fall into this category easily. Yes. Or, okay, so it's for individuals making less than 125 or households earning less than 250. Right. That's crazy. Like, nobody, who makes that much? I mean, I know I'm middle class, so I don't know people that well. Like, that, who make more than 250,000 a year. And then this, they said, they're like, well, about 40 million people fall into that category. I think a lot more people will fall into that thing. 40 million. Right? Yeah. It's, it's just wild to think of, like, the mindset people have towards it. Like I've actually gotten, I've gotten into some fights with people on Twitter about it, which is not the best thing to do. About Twitter? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm just slightly young enough or older than you where Twitter's like popular right, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so yeah, I've gotten into arguments with people on Twitter and the overall like agenda that people have on it is just that like, it's this mindset of, oh, well like, why wouldn't you want other, like people attack me because I don't, I actually am against it. Do you support it? it. Okay, I'm you're against, against it. it. Okay, right. And I have student loan debt. Right. I'm against paying it, having other people pay it off. And people will get on me and be like, oh, well, why are you... Well, you can be all high and mighty if you want, but why are you against someone else getting the, the relief that they need? And it's pretty simple. It's because they give you a piece of paper and you sign a, you sign the form that says, I'm going to pay this money back. It's an expectation. It's on there? Yeah. You you, sign, you don't just take out loan. Like, it's not like you just call someone up on the phone and be like, hey, I want loans. Oh, you're talking about... You have to sign a document that says, I want this much loans taken out and this yeah, is how much I have to pay right. back. You sign a document that says you have to do that. So it's this mindset that people are like, oh, well, like they can just bail me out or like this isn't important anymore. And it's like, if you're going to agree that you're going to pay the money back, like like if I offered you $1,000 and was like, here, you can borrow it. And I was like, make you sign this piece of paper. I would be like, hell no. You, you have to, you have to sign it and say like, hey, but if you sign the paper and said, I'm going to pay you back. Right. And then I just came to you but and said But then I'm like, not going to go seek for other people to pay it for me. Exactly. I mean, I get like... You wouldn't expect for someone right, else to pay it for right. it. Why would you expect that? Why right. wh- Why would I be a mean person for saying like, hey, you owe me that $1,000? Right, you have a point. But people have that attitude of, oh, well, like, I can't afford it. Well, you should have thought of that when you signed <laughs> the document then. Not to mention the economic state that would happen. Nothing's gone out, by the way. Nothing, yeah. They haven't paid a single one off. And it but won't. But people have gotten approved. Yeah, and it, it won't. won't. But like 26 million people applied. 16 million got approved. So let's just run numbers real quick. 16 million people. Let's just say, what's the average debt? I think it's like thirty to $40,000. Let's just say 40000 Yeah, I think it's closer to Because that's I, th- I think that's pretty well, I'm going to look that up real quick, but I'm pretty sure it's 40000 You're going to look up the average debt? Yeah. All right, look up the average debt. We're doing 16 million people. This is just the people that have applied and gotten accepted. Times average, I think it is like between thirty and 40. Yeah, so it's around 30000 All right, let's go so with it's 30. A let's go with, yeah, let's just go with 30000 Be nice to these people. One, two, three. This is how much the government would have to pay. Here we go. I don't even know what that is. My calculator says 4.8 E11. All right, hang on. Let's turn off screen locks. We can read this. $480 billion. I mean, I know the the U.S. is in like a ton of debt. It's just half a trillion. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. (laughs) So much debt. I don't know. I'm not talking about this. I'm not a politics talker. I just know it's a lot of money and I... 
Yeah. It just blows me away. So anyways, you can't get your student loan. You can't apply anymore if you were thinking about that. And the crazy thing is, is that it's not that nobody's going to pay for it. Who's going to pay for it is everybody in the economy because everything's going right, to We're just going to get more inflation right. like we've already got. What right. happened last time the government decided to give a bunch of money to people. Now we have gas prices and house. You know, everything's crazy. just crazy. Inflation's That's crazy. Just I was talking to my boss today at Cracker Barrel and he's like, I was like, how does Cracker Barrel look right now or whatever? And he was like, it's, it's hard to make profit. He said we're making profit, but nothing. You like have to charge to. more. Yeah, I mean, that's the only that's way. The, yeah, and you can't even like labor costs are going up. Yep. And stuff. It's just labor everything. materials, everything. Um, food, everything. Yeah, right. And at a place, he was saying at a place like Cracker Barrel, you can't you can't upcharge your food enough to cover those costs. He said yeah. even though we upcharge everything like a dollar or two dollars since inflation, he said it's not covering yeah. it. It's just not. I so like it. you're not making as much. Yep. He said we're still making profit at least at our store because we're a good store. But he said it's just hard. Yep. Anyways, moving on from that. In Florida, <laughs> of course it's Florida, Florida. the uh, TSA at one of the airports, I think it was Fort Lauderdale, they found a gun in a raw chicken package <laughs> in some guy's suitcase. <laughs> so if you need something to talk about this week, there's a there's something that you can bring up and sound smart like you read the news, which is really weird. Why, I'm would, sure you put, why raw, would you put it in chicken? Isn't raw chicken, wouldn't that be, uh, was it like a... A freight It was plane in or some something? dude's pack. I was gonna <laughs> say it was in a bag. I don't think you can take raw chicken in the. You it was, can't a, take it was food. like a chicken. No, no, no. But it was a, it was a carry on. Oh, okay. Like they found it in it. Or it was just like a not carry on. It was just like a dude's a paper luggage. Bag, yeah. yeah. But it must have been like a freezer bag or something. Yeah. I don't know why people are stupid. I don't know why you put in chicken, bro. Because I'm pretty sure they would pull it out and look at it just because the chicken, not even the gun. I don't know if you think about this. Have you flown? A few times, yeah. Okay, I don't know if you think about this. Whenever I fly. I'm not a bad guy, but I'm always like, how would I smuggle a gun in here? Yeah. Like, yeah. Would, I would I would break it down into all these different pieces. Like, you'd have to know how to build a gun. Yeah. And then break it down and, like, put it in other things. Like, put the pieces in. Oh, yeah. Like, you, I guess what you'd see in a movie or something. Obviously, I would never do that, but, like, I've always thought about that. Yeah. Like, how, like how to I, do it. How would I get that in there? Absolutely. Also, one more thing, in case you need an interesting conversation starter. They found a T-Rex skull in South Dakota. I did hear about that. It's 200 pounds. Dude, I can't even bench 200 pounds. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And they're going to sell it for... They're going to start an auction for it. Guess that, how much? Uh, I think I heard... It might have gone up, though, since I heard it. Probably, like, uh, 20 million? 15. 15? That's crazy. For a skull? Yeah. Why are you selling that? I own it. Well, I guess... I don't know. Who's going to buy that? Some person who has, <laughs> you know, too much money to... Imagine having that in your house. Like, yeah. the deer head, you just have, like, a T-Rex skull. It's probably gonna be some nerd who, like, got really rich, and he's just like, I'm gonna buy this well, $15 million. Dollars. Yeah, Well, that's skull. the auction price. Dude, that's crazy. I wanna find a T-Rex skull. Why is it in South Dakota? That is a good question. I don't know like, how... how like, I don't know where most T-Rex fossils are found. I'm sure there's, like, a range or area that they're normally like, found in. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't think... I feel like our whole view of, like, dinosaurs is so distorted. Yeah. I would agree. I feel like they just they were everywhere. Yeah. Basically, and they just yeah. Like uh, I don't know, they were all over the place. Well, plus if you're an evolutionist, obviously you believe that there was like millions of years ago. But we as like you know believers, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. know that it was only a few thousand years ago. That right, they were and on that the flood, like you know, yeah, and that's not around. that long ago. Right. You know, but it's think just about like, it. I don't know, South Dakota. I didn't think about it being yeah, just, like the Badlands. I guess maybe is where it was from. Could you just imagine if like they were still around today? Hell no. I'll like you're in the woods, just like camping. It's, Dude, like, yeah, ah, it's, not, it's not like T-Rex. a bear. It's not like a bear. It's not like you <laughs> jump around with fire and like, ah, like scream at it. I feel like it'd be like a newsworthy thing where it'd be like they'd be like tracking T-Rexes and stuff like. It'd be like sharks almost. Yeah, it'd be like, hey, stay out of the South Dakota, you know, South region. There's a T-Rex sighting in there today, and everybody just evacuates. Yeah, it's, right. it's like a hurricane. <laughs> we're out of- yeah. <laughs> like a like uh what's it called when they do what's it a government shutdown or yeah 
But then you'd have national an, emergency. But then you'd have like environmentalists who'd be like, "Oh, you can't kill them," so we just have like these seven or eight like massive T Rexes running That's around. That's it, just like ten in yep. the U.S. And people would be like, "We can't kill them." You have like a tracker on like an app, like you can just see where yep. all the T Rexes are at one exactly. time. They have like live feed. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be dude. But the, the thing is, they're not even the biggest ones. I know there are bigger ones in the ocean. Th- oh, dude, I would never get in the ocean. Well, I you look mean, at some of the creatures knows, that were in there. But like, okay, are those creatures gone? You ever seen, That's like, true. Those That's why I only go knee deep in the ocean. Brother. Still to this day. Knee deep. You have no idea what's in there. I mean, I don't I don't love the ocean. I obviously like when going you, there. When but... you go to the ocean, do you ever just like step in the ocean? Obviously, because we're on like the East Coast. I step in the ocean and I'm like, there's somebody over in Europe stepping in the same body of water never right think, now. Never think about that. Like, I'm like, that is first of all wild and like disgusting at the same time. Like how much stuff disgusting. is in here. Disgusting. You know how much space there is between you and the person over there? I'm not talking about the people. I'm just talking about all the stuff that's in that body of water that we have no idea. Stuff we do know, which is also gross. And then stuff we just have no idea, which is... Which is scary, honestly. Yeah, but then you think about air. Yeah, but that's a little different, I feel like. It's air. It's just the opposite of air. Is water the opposite of air? Water is the opposite of air. For fish, no, it's, it's, it's air. Well, because water is a... Not to get all science, science-y, but isn't it hydrogen? Okay, so air is like... Okay, so air is it's like oxygen. our atmosphere, yeah. and then water is like a totally different atmosphere. There's like two atmospheres in the Right, world. but don't you need... Isn't hydrogen and water... Yeah, I guess if you get technical. Yeah, if you get, but, if you like break it down chemically, I don't think it's the opposite. No, it's not. But like, for me, there's two atmospheres. They're either in yes. the air or you're in the water. Or so land. it's like a totally different world under there. Or I guess land would be like just air. I think it'd be cool. What if you could live underwater? I would. I would not. Just like, <laughs> I would not. <laughs> no. No. Nope. Do you think Atlantis is real? Um, I mean, not real. I don't know, cause there is like no, because I wouldn't say it's real. What do you say? What do you mean by when you say Atlantis? Like a uh, city that was underwater. Not, I don't think not, the, not like the Greek, like yes. the goddess stuff. Do I think there were people that lived underwater? No. I think that there were cities that have now been covered by water. Okay, like yes. that, okay, okay, that makes sense. There's no way. There's I'm one not, There's one on top of Joe Cassie here. Or underneath. Yes, way yeah. underneath. And yeah. I was like, how do you get down there? Like, it's huge. I yeah. don't know where it is exactly. But, dude, have you ever, like, gone underwater in Joe Cassie? Like, I haven't, no. So you got, have you been to Joe Cassie? Yeah. So you go to Jocassi and like you just start to sink and it gets cold so fast. Like it's, you could be a really hot day out and like yeah. nice water. You get about 10 feet down, maybe six, seven feet down. Is it a glacier lake? No, I don't know. Actually. You're not sure? I, but it gets like, it gets really ice cold. cold. Yeah. And then what's scary is like you have to get back up, but yeah. you're not pushing on anything. You're like hundreds of feet. There's like, it's weird. It's I didn't like, know it was that it, deep. It gets like really, yeah, it gets like really deep in the middle. Huh. It's weird, but it's like you start swimming back up. I don't know. Water's, water's weird. I hate just like... It's like bodies of water. Black. Yeah, I hate like I hate black water. I don't open my eyes when I go underwater. Wait, is water black? No, I think it's just. Why is water blue? Sky. I'm not a science person, but <laughs> dude, honestly, when I go to the ocean, never it's green. That. It's disgusting. It's not. You green. go to Charleston. Go and to the ocean. Okay, yeah, is green. yeah, Charleston. Go to the Caribbean. It's I have. Like well, not blue. Caribbean. I've been to crystal like the blue. Gulf of Mexico, and yeah, it's blue. But it just depends on the water. What content. makes water blue? Um, I could be really dumb here. I feel like it's actually just clear, but it's more just like the reflection of the sky or something like that. I have no idea. In the ocean. Oh, like what makes the ocean blue? Yeah. So the ocean is blue because water absorbs colors in the red part of the light spectrum. Like a filter, this leaves behind colors in the blue part of the light spectrum for us to see. I don't know what that means, but that's, that's, (laughs) that's it. Yeah. That's weird. So it is. So it just absorbs color. So basically. it just it just it doesn't absorb blue. Yeah. Period. That's weird. Anyways, we're moving on from ocean talk. That was like a <laughs> long time. Anyways, uh, where we get the T Rexes? 
you guys have your news for today or for this week. Um, our tip, my tip before we get into our topic discussion, and this is, I know like the last episode was all about eating and eating out, but this is a tip for when you go out to eat because mm -hmm. I, I encountered it this morning. If you go out to eat, do you clean up your spot? No, you don't because I went out to eat with you. It depends on what I'm eating. What are you talking about? If I'm eating at a place where I'm served on, no, I don't clean up my spot. Why? That's terrible. You obviously never worked in the food industry. Like, I'm not saying clean, like, bring it to the dishwasher, but, like, don't leave your napkin everywhere. But, like, isn't that, not to be, like, rude, but isn't that what we pay you for? Yeah, but, like, can you not pick up your napkin? I can, but I don't put it on your it. plate? That's, I don't, but, like, how would we, how would somebody know that? So you're saying, like, we should, like, tidy up our area saying, before yeah, you come I'm just saying up. have manners. Like, yeah, no, I have manners. Like, I'm very polite to my waiter. I listened to your podcast episode. I'm very polite to my waiters and waitresses. I tip them well. Don't be opening sugar packets and sugar going everywhere. Oh, I don't everywhere. do that. But I will just, like, eat what I want, and then, like, when I'm done, I just leave it. Okay, here's an example. You go to Cracker Barrel. Yep. You, you get coffee. You put sugar in your coffee. So yep. you open up four packs of sugar. What are you doing with those packs? I'm probably just going to throw them on the table in a pile. And then what? You're just going to leave them? What am, I, am I supposed to take them with me and throw no, them No, you're supposed to put them on your plate when you're done. Well, for, so, like, nobody knows that. Why, why would people know that? Why would you just leave them with your dirty, nasty napkin next to it? First of all, oh, I guess you guys, so you, as the waiter, do you clean up the table? I use, yeah, I clean up. Because some, some restaurants have, like, bus we have busters. We yeah. have busters, but, like, if they can't get to my table and I need to clean it off real quick, yeah. most times I can just, I don't mind clean. I'm not, like, complaining and being like, oh, pack it up and, like, stack your plates. I don't care about that. That's fine. I don't need that. Yeah. But, like, people will have, like, like half their drink is, like, there's, like, coffee everywhere or, like, they spilled part of their drink and there's, like, sugar everywhere and sugar packets and their napkins and, like, soaking wet napkins and, like, dirty yeah. food forks. Every, like, they don't put anything together. I gotcha. Like, I would clean, they would clean more at home, it seems like, than they would here. Well, that's the, so that's the whole point of eating out, though, if you think about it. The I don't point want of, to eat to be a mess, a slob. The point of eating out, though, is to get away from having to, like, clean up, like, you know, prep food, clean up afterwards and everything like that. So, I think that's what a lot of these people feel have the attitude of, like, I don't have to clean. But I get your point. If I worked there, I'd probably be annoyed too. I'm not, maybe I'm not, be a little more I'm not annoyed if you leave your stuff like and it's not like gross. Yeah. I, I have to like pick all of your stuff up. So like yeah. I don't need your I don't need if you use a bunch of napkins, put them in a right. little pile. You That's know? fair. Yeah. I've never thought about that. I'll be Just a little a more little, conscious. Yeah, be a little more conscious. I get like, hey yeah, I don't want to clean this up. That's fine. But like if there's yeah if there's food on the table from your from you. Yeah. You know like Throw it on a napkin. Throw it on your plate. Yeah. That way they can just grab the plate. It helps them out too because now they can clean up faster. Yeah. And get a table yeah. faster. All this, blah, blah, blah. So I think people so, just expect it to be like that. Yeah, I think they, they do too. But it's, it's like just something to consider. Yeah. Just like, you know, be have some manners. If you were if you were at your house. I wouldn't say it's not manners though. I would just say it's not being considerate. I think you're I, not thinking. I think I'm thinking of the worst when I say it's not yeah. manners. Yeah. I, just, I think it's just like, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, take a second to put your fork on your plate. That's Would it. you rather have somebody give you a 20% tip and they leave their spot an app? Wait, hold on. Let me think this through. Would you rather somebody 20% tip and they clean up all their mess really nice? It's super easy for you to come. Just scoop it right up. Or would you rather them tip like 30% and their place is just a mess? The thing is the people that tip 30% usually don't leave their place a mess. Really? Like I shouldn't have to look for the money in all your food and your napkins everywhere, oh. you know? So these people are paying with cash. I work at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> not. This isn't a. This isn't a like nice place. I forgot people still use cash. So that's another thing. Like obviously, I feel like if you went to a nicer and higher end restaurant, you don't even have the stuff to leave everywhere. You know, like you have a nice folded napkin. Well, I don't go that fancy. That's either. what I'm saying. Like yeah. I'm. I'm talking about like lower level sit down. Yeah. Just like. 
throw your napkin on your plate, throw I your gotcha. fork on your plate when you leave, period. That's it. You don't have to mm-hmm. do anything else. Just, like, don't leave your stuff everywhere. It makes it super easy for us as waiters to grab really quick. Okay. Anyways, that's the tip. Good to know. So, moving on. <laughs> Renovation. Business. Whatever. You started a business. I did. So. In a terrible economy. <laughs> when, when did you start it? So I started. I don't even know this. Yeah, so I started. Um, well, actually, I guess we've already gotten. But I just want to say thank you for having me on. Oh, I really yeah, do appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think it would be, I, I was gonna have fun. I wasn't like mad that you're coming on. I was planning to have you on. <laughs> I just had to do it early. It's just a force. Yeah, force too. Um, no, so yeah, I started this basically the beginning of June was when I started um, officially. So it's officially. only been around for about five months. But you graduated or so. two years ago. No, so I graduated last, last May. You graduated with me. Yeah, I graduated in May. About that. Took advantage of the system. Took a year off, made my some, my bill much cheaper, and. So. But the year off, you worked for. Yeah, a I company. worked. Yeah, I worked and got some of the experience and skills that I needed. Knew uh, how to like. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of. So like you went to school for the business side of it. I had been planning to start my own construction company since I was a sophomore. Right, but going out and going out and working during that year mm-hmm. break kind of really helped. What's well, what I was part of my plan. I was like, right. I'm gonna go out get the skills and knowledge that I need to the, learn. The physical skill yep. part, not the business. The actual side of it. yes, yeah. the hands. Because yeah. now you know that now you have the degree in business, and then you know this hands-on part. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. So that was during the year off, and mm-hmm. then you went and graduated. Yep, got and my degree this while I was working. Yep, and then as soon as I graduated, I was I had all my tools and stuff. So I was five ready to go. In. Five months in, and you hired me September. Yeah, I think I hired you. Yeah, yes, I'm September. Yeah, because we went to Top Golf. Yeah, I tried to hire you back in like June when I started, and you were like, ah, I don't know, man. And I was like, What do you want to do? You're like, Well, I'd love to do like run social media accounts and media for like Greenville Triumph for like some sports team. And I'm like, wouldn't you love to sit down and interview with them and pull up my company's social media and be like, yeah, I did this entire company's social media. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. Hey, man, you don't have to roast me, bro. <laughs> I, I said, I, like, I came to my senses. I was like, yeah, yeah I should probably do that. Yeah. And, it's like, and it wasn't even, it, was, it wasn't like, I was like, hey, do this for free. I was like, I'll pay you. Like, And it's a I'll good job. I, I, it's my second stream of income. Yeah. I feel like I'm not that bad of a boss. No, you're a good boss. Good company. You know, there's only three of us. That's right. <laughs> right. It'll We're grow. starting small. It'll grow. It'll grow. January this year, it's really going to take off. Really? We're gonna really I'm coming to that yeah. question. So yeah. Okay. There. Okay. So I looked up. I don't know. I I was trying to think of like. Okay. What can I ask an entrepreneur? That's just yeah. into it. You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why this came up a bunch of times. All these different websites would say like, all entrepreneurs have run into this. Have you ever gotten an important call at a weird time or in a weird place? Oh yeah. I mean that happened to me in college probably. Yeah. Because I had some positions that were like, oh, I, like, guess, I yeah, need yeah. to answer this phone call. Right. But I was like. Oh, yeah. Has it so, happened with your company? Yeah, a few times, yeah. Well, like when you're in the bathroom or something? Oh, I wouldn't say that's an important time. I, I would say like I'm meet, so like if I'm with a client or something like I'm talking to them and it's like an important client, high-end client, um, and I get a phone call from someone else who's maybe another client or it's another important phone call for me sometimes it's my wife. Um, <laughs> just like what's what's happening, you know, it's for that point you just have to prioritize what's most important at that time. You know? I don't know why that question came up so much. That's probably for people who are like like – pretty big you know like they have lots yeah, of company. big yeah, deals yeah, going right. on and they're like oh i man i answer this call from facebook or you know i i'm not I'm so you're not, not a big, you're nope. big guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my probably most important phone calls are clients and my wife so how do you know it's a client just an unknown number like if it's somebody so new, most somebody, of somebody new yeah somebody new so most of my clients i've gotten now are from referrals which is the best way that's to do nice, it that's yeah. the way i want to build my business right um, so I get them referred to somebody, um, someone refers the client to me like, Hey, he can do this kind of work for you. I try to build up a really good relationship with them. And then I do good work there. They're happy with the work. They're happy with the price. And then in the future, something else comes up. Guess who they're going to call somebody right. to trust. Cool. 
Yeah. So does it? Is it hard having your personal phone be your work phone, like the same number? Not yet. It's okay. it's so not been too bad. That, yeah, because I have I so what I, I have a system in my contacts where I like separate where my um, clients are. Right. And for right now, I can kind of remember. Are you gonna get a different phone eventually? Um. Phone possibly. You're gonna stay on that. I'm not sure. What if theoretically you become like a big business? Yeah, then I would probably have to get a separate phone. And for me too, right? Because it's yeah. You get there. your own phone, camera, and everything. That's right. Uh, the camera too now. All right, we're I mean, staying. You, you do pictures and videos. I feel like I gotta get to your new house. Are you in there yet? We'll be closing on Monday. Oh, right. You're closing on Monday. Um, okay. So, before I get to basic questions. Yeah. What is one tip that you would give anybody that wants to start something monetary? Yeah. doesn't have to be a business necessarily, but like, hey, I want to try to make money through this. Mm-hmm. What would you say? What would you say is a big takeaway? I have one that I would give to people, but I want to hear yours first. So, when you say it doesn't have to be a business... What do you mean? Like they want to do like, they want to start their own thing and like something, do... Yeah, something where they re- get money in return. Like day trading, someone who wants to quit their job and... Anything where they need to focus and put time in. Yeah. Like what's what's a tip for them? It could be a business. So I guess you could say it from a business side. Yeah. I would say I was going to... I'll say my tip from a business yeah. side, but I want to hear yours first. Hmm. I would say... I mean, there's a lot of different things, but I would say first and foremost... You have to establish what the goal is. What is the goal of whatever you're doing? So if you're starting a business, what's the goal? You know, do you want to have a huge company where you have 40 employees? Do you want to be Elon Musk one day? Do you want to just be working for yourself, you know, and get away from your nine to five? You have to establish, and then, you know, what's the goal of what you're doing? Is it to make money? Is it to make a living? Is it to make extra? You know, is it to make lots of money? You know, what is, what is the goal? And that's the thing that a lot of people don't do. A lot of people will get into something like day trading or whatever, and they don't do like, how can I make this much money, which is my goal doing this thing. Should they establish small goals, big goals, or both? I think both. You need to have a one overall goal. Like what, like for instance, for me, what is my plan for my company? That's what you have to have in your mind. Cause that's what every day when I get up in the morning, that's what I'm working towards. Right. I'm working towards that. And I have lots of small little goals that kind of lead me along so the path. So a big picture first. Yeah. You but you got to think of what do I want from this? So what is your big picture since you started? Yeah. So for me, what gets me out of bed in the morning, what I really would love for my company to have is so Obviously, a lot of your audience probably doesn't know a lot about contractors Obviously, and how that yeah. works because most of them are college age, they don't have houses yet, right. but they will one day. Right. A lot of people have very negative connotations towards contractors because they rip people off. And they take forever. They take forever. They don't do a good job. They over, People think they're overpaid and it's just a bad experience all around. Right. You have to have a stranger come into your house. It's very That's a big thing for people. Yeah. It's like you don't want to have some random person come in your home. If he gives you an awkward vibe, you know, if some 60-year-old man shows up. Well, I feel up, like a lot of them give off awkward vibes. Yeah. I've worked for some before and I'm like, Same. these guys are weird. Yep. <laughs> if a 60-year-old man shows up with like his pants hanging down, he's got a cigarette, <laughs> are you really going to want this guy to be in your house? Yeah, and he does, he's just like, yeah. you're and, like, and he's like, Five thousand dollars for exactly. this boy, and you're like five thousand dollars. Yeah, you're like, can I see some like, how does that add up to that? Right. You know, whatever. And they're just like, no. So I wanted to change the mindset of what a contractor can be and what what it can look like to have work done on your house. Right. That was like the passion of my my company. Right. So I really want to to change that narrative of what contractors can be, and I can do that through each client. You know, whether it's a big or small job, they're super happy. They're we have we strike up a good relationship. I keep up with them. Um, so, like, for instance, just an example, I did a repair job of a lady. She had her, her kitchen floor was falling out, basically, in front of her sink. And so we fixed the subfloor. We redid the tile because it was a tile floor and all that. As soon as she was done, she was so thankful. She's, like, brought us into her, her 
her bathroom. And this was back in like August. And she was like, Hey, like, I'd love to remodel this bathroom. And you did a great job. I'd love to have your company do it. And I was like, absolutely. She's like, I probably can't think about doing it till maybe December or January sometime around there. Cause she needed to plan. Um, but I was able, so just this last week, I kind of just texted her again, kept up with like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, like, how are things going? So are you looking toward personal? Yeah. So people are like, Oh, that guy like actually cares right. about like my project. And right. we also work with budgets and things like that. But anyways, back to the, the original question, my goal is to really own a company where I can have, and I'm working on, we haven't talked about this, but I'm working on basically providing a service because right now in the real estate market, everybody wants to invest in house flipping, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to buy a dump house and fix it up. But they don't know how to fix it. But they don't know how to fix it. So they bring in 17 different contractors and money, one of money, them, money, money, money. one of them exactly is going to probably, you know, take a bunch of money or they're going to, um, what's, I can't even think of the word right now. Manipulate? Yeah, they're going to manipulate. They're going to, they're just going to take advantage of you yeah, yeah. in some way, probably. Or yeah, it's really expensive. It makes the job take forever. And so we're working on building a service where people can literally hire our company and we can do the project start to finish. The whole house. So, yeah. So if we have to bring in a subcontractor that's licensed to do the electrical work, we handle all that. But yeah, so they don't even have to worry about it. So that. they don't have to worry about that's it. A, okay, they so just take it up. Because most of these people, they're like, they've made their money. They're probably in their 30s, 40s. They got a little bit of cash. They buy the house, but they don't know anything about the construction world. Yeah. So That's we're right. gonna we're gonna take care of all that for them and That's make right. it an easier and make That's it a simple really transition. Fun. You haven't told me about that. Yeah, so we're That's, That's something longer. we're working. That's a longer. That's a longer. But so my goal is to have that kind of a service, and then as well, we're gonna do renovations for people's homes right. in residential homes, bathrooms, and you kitchens. Have teams and stuff yep, too. we'll have yeah. probably three crews of each different kind. So two this to is three. The big goal. This is the big goal. We have yeah. two to three of each kind. We have office workers. You know, we have project managers handling it. The system is run well, and then I'm just kind of standing on top. Just overviewing everything, but everything's kind of self-run on its own. That's gonna be good. Yeah, it's a good goal. But good the vision. goal is to really like it's about the people. It's not to right. just make money. That's what a lot of contractors want to do. They just right. want to make money. I mean, money. everybody does. Yeah, but yeah. So you really want to provide like a quality service. Yeah, I, I, I'm so there's there's and in the contractor world, there's some contractors who really like care about the trade. Yeah, like it drives me nuts when I see something that's done wrong because I feel like that's disrespecting to the trade. It makes it makes what we do look bad. Right, and then they're like, that's and the, I don't like people that. See it and like, oh, that's yep. not worth that because people are like, oh, I can just throw something together and make six grand. Right. Right. I'm not like that. I don't want my company to represent so, that. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this. You want quality work, with, yeah. but a quality service, too. Exactly. It's it's the start to finish. What our company will give you, it's the start to finish the whole product. So, that's your that's your tip for beginning people is to establish... Have a, a goal. Have something goal. that gets you out of bed in the morning. Right. What do you want? Because a lot of... Like I was saying, a lot of people, they're like, oh, I kind of want to get into day trading. Well, I kind of want to look at it, whatever. I'm not into day trading, whatever. I just use that as an example. But like, have a goal. Why does that... What do, what do you want to gain from that? Because there's right. some people who are really good at it and make right. tons of money. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to like, how, how determined are you? Exactly. And how bad do you want it? Which right. is a goal, which is really in anything, anything in life. Yeah. Like, if you have a goal, how bad do you really want that goal? Yes. And here's something I thought of. Like, how do you want yourself and your life to be defined? Like, what do you want it to be defined by? Whereas for you, it'd be like, okay, I want, when I'm older, my name to be associated with like a really good contracting service that was meaningful to people and that they like, not like enjoyed the process, but like it was a simple process for them. And you know, you're known as the face of that. Yeah. So like, that's your goal. What do you want to be associated with down the line? Definitely. So I think that's something that people should think about when, what I was going to say is if somebody was starting something is you need to, this is a more specific thing. 
is like you got you got to know how to market yourself in these days. Yeah. You got to know how to do some type of media. Yeah. And I'm that's not, true. And I'm not. I don't mean like you personally. I'm saying you either should hire somebody or you need to figure that out. You should know how to market yourself. Right. Because everything's social. Everything is online these days. I would you have ag- to market yourself. I agree with you. Literally, to. you were the th- second person I hired. Out of a construction company, most people will be like, "You're stupid." I, I'm starting a construction company, and the second hire I made was media guy. No, I know. Because like I know, because right now, you know, my media is not very big. Right. But in five years or three years, I want to have like it built up from the right. beginning. I don't want. I could throw stuff together myself, but it's not my strength. And I'm still learning marketing, obviously, in like school and stuff. But like, yeah, I think marketing's huge. If it you're is. trying, so like. If you're trying to be an influencer or whatever, do like make videos and stuff, you gotta know how to market yourself. Yeah. If you're starting any type of business, you have to know how to market and you have to know how to do it early. Because right. then you're just a business sitting there and nobody knows about you. Yep. You have to know how to interact, be social, really, and have an online presence. And when you have a good, like for instance, what I do, what I, if you have a good social media presence and people can like get on there and they can watch your videos on Instagram, they can see what you do on right. Facebook, they can just get a vibe of what you are about, right. what your company is. Right. And that can make someone feel a lot more comfortable. Before they even meet you. Before they even meet you or right after they meet you, you can be like, hey, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. They yeah. can look you up and be like, this, they do good work. Here's this floor they did. Like all these different specific examples as opposed to, you know, Joe from down the road who shows up with his old pickup truck and is like, I can redo right. your Right, and he has, he has a business card. That's yes, it, you know? exactly. And it just makes you feel more comfortable, more confident. Yeah, totally agree. Um, totally agree. Yeah. And now, like, we got that website up. So, like, yep. we're just starting to establish more of our presence. Exactly. Online, marketing-wise. Yeah. yeah. So, that's something I thought of. I was like, because I, I, that's, just, from my perspective, something that's big. Definitely agree. And it's hel- it yeah. helps. Okay, so we already talked about why you started, because you answered that with your goal. Yep. That was your goal. So, this could be a funny question, kind of. <laughs> what routine or routines do you have daily? What routine? You do anything like specific every day? I pee. <laughs> you get up in the morning. Goes Got it. What time do you get up? Um, I'm a morning person, so normally if I've got a lot of stuff to do, I'll get up between five and six, or sometimes a little bit like six. Here's my take on getting up early. I like getting up early. It yeah. sucks, and I'm a morning person, but once you break that tired wall, oh, it's yeah. the best feeling. It yep. really is. I was up early this morning because I had to go to work. Right. And I was really tired, like, in the shower or whatever. But when I got out of the shower and I walked outside to start my car, like, just taking a deep... Yeah. And nobody's up. It's exactly. It's just, like, silent. It's dark. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's cool to be up early. Yep. It really it's is. It's produ- Most... I have yet to meet somebody, I would say, who's, like, extremely productive, who sleeps in at, like, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. I can't sleep in past it's 8. It's just not... If I sleep yeah. in, it is till 8 o'clock. Yeah. And I'll normally wake up at, if I have to... So, like, I sometimes on weekends and stuff, I'll wake up at, like, this morning. I woke up at 7 o'clock. But you don't work. But right. I can't fall back asleep. So, right, I'm, like, tossing and yeah, turning, and I finally got up at, like, 7.45 because I'm yeah, like, this like, is yeah, stupid. Yeah, I can't... I might I've never yeah. been able to really sleep past eight unless I'm like out till like four in the morning, but like I never do that anyways, you know? Yeah. So like if, I, if I'm sleeping in, it's going to be till eight. Yeah. Basically. But like routine wise, it's, it's different. It's actually less routine to now that I'm a business owner. Cause before I was doing construction like full time. So it was like, get up, make my coffee, um, get breakfast, you know, go out, go to work, be working for, I would pretty much work like. I would usually try to get there a little earlier because I'm up in the morning. So I try to get there 6 30, 7 o'clock if I could. And then I could leave at 4. Or if I was like, hey, I want to make a couple extra hours. I don't have anything stay going on. Five. Stay till 5 or 5.30, you know. Yeah. So that was kind of more my routine back then. Now, there's so many different things I have to do. Where that And that's honestly one of the hardest things is like to keep that routine. Because um, right now, I'm still doing a majority of the construction work myself. But I'm also running a business. So normally now, what it looks like is I'll get up, try to get... If I'm working at a house... Um, I'll try to get there between seven and eight or if the clients, you know, it has to be a little bit later because that 
is it works for their schedule, you know, sometimes nine o'clock and then I'll just work, you know, work the day, um, usually till about five, five thirty, sometimes six, but that's, that's not as often. Um, and then usually I'll come home, eat dinner or whatever. And then, I'll, but then I, that's where I have to do more work of that's running a business. business. Right, yeah. Right, right. You got to do the paperwork and all the, you that's know, keep, making sure things are keeping up. Now you drink a coffee every day. I drink coffee every morning since I was a sophomore in college. It's been five, six years. Every now. morning. Every morning. For that's crazy. Yeah, I have not missed People a morning. Say, okay, so I don't like, even know what it would be like. Honestly, I'd be scared. I, I don't know. You've probably heard this. Everybody's like, "Oh, have a routine." You know, like all the big yeah. business people, all the big, uh, yeah, productive leaders, successful yeah, people in the world. They're people. all say, "Yep, have a routine." Yeah. So I think it's important to have a routine. I don't have a great routine. I don't have a bad routine. Right. I would say my day is very structured and it's very, like my weeks, they're almost identical in yes, days, but yeah. like my morning routine, I'm still working on like, I don't know. It's just interesting. I think a reason, and I'm definitely not as routine oriented as a lot of business people, but right. I think the big reason people say that is because it's, it forces you to create discipline mm-hmm. and a lot of people, and, just try, and a lot of people have zero discipline. A lot of people just suck at working. Like exactly. Their work ethic sucks. Their yep. discipline sucks. So they say, get a routine because it's something you can control. And that's something that you can right. for, force yourself to do and be disciplined in. And then you'll be disciplined in other areas. And that's, and that, that transitions into like having control over your yep. emotions, yeah. which a lot of people don't have, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't feel like doing it. I'm not doing it. Oh, I don't feel like doing my homework yes. I'm not, or like my homework's due in two days so like i'm not going to do it till two days later you know instead of doing it now and having more time you know like there's no discipline i feel like a lot of people don't have that anymore yeah so that's probably a good reason why they say have a routine uh we talked about your five to ten year vision kind of yeah you basically want to become the The best we want to be the best construction company in greenville when people when people google like hey i want my kitchen or bathroom redone we're the first thing that comes up with all the best reviews and we're actually working on that now with like google reviews and because right. google google's doing a lot of things right now with the review page so if you're somebody who's thinking about starting a business or getting into it that's what i would highly suggest for google marketing reviews. look at your google reviews yeah. because that's what you really want is like when somebody types up what your niche right, thing you, is they're on google it who's comes up google, yeah you know? you know when you want something you look up that's what you do and so if you're good at it and you get lots of good reviews your name will be at the top of the list right. and that's how you get good marketing one of the ways i it's should key. say it's key yeah we talked about where you're going to be in five years what you're hoping for so how has your business grown since you started where you're yeah. at now what does it look different than when you started in june so um when I started in June, I had my old pickup truck that I bought when I was junior college, which is a great truck. How old are you now? So I'm 23 now. Okay. So I, I, that sounds old when I say it, but then I'm also like, I'm only 23. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm in the middle. It's like a weird age. Cause I have friends like your age who are still in college. I'm 20 bro. I'm not that young. So I'm, well, yeah, but you're also not that old, no, I, but like I, you're still college age. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah, I have yeah. friends with college kids and I get along with them well, but I also get, a, but I get along with 30 year olds as yeah, well yeah, because I, I can talk to them. Middle, so I'm kind of in the middle, but I enjoy that. I, I think I, I like that a lot. Um, so it was just that. And then I had started while I was working for that construction company, I had slowly been buying tools that I knew I was going to need long term. So I was slowly just, Just you know, working on my tool collection. And then basically by May, I was able to cut off and have the tools at least that I needed. Now, what did you do from May to June? Because you didn't work. Yeah, I did. Oh, you started. Did you work all in May? Yeah. Because then you get married in May. Oh, that was last year. That was last year. I got married a year ago. Yeah. So no, I, I basically, um, I started with just my truck and then all my tools, um, since then I bought it, I had to buy a bigger truck cause I'm working on, I'm going to be getting some trailers, things like that. You That's have, you have the bigger truck now. Yeah. I have the big truck now, but I'm working on getting trailer stuff. So the, the snag that we've hit is, um, space. We, my wife Obviously. and I were living in an apartment, 
Um, couldn't really park trailers there and stuff. So I was like, I got to figure out. And I looked at maybe do I rent a space, you know, like a, you know, like little, a, little like a storage day, unit or yeah. something where I can throw trailers in there and tools. What do I do? But then you have to go there every morning. You have to go there every morning. Yeah. So my wife and I were already kind of close to buying a house. And so back in September, we bought a house and or we were under contract. And we're finally closing on it this Monday. That's how housing is. Though, so, especially yes. Now. Yep. And so it's definitely been uh, like a, not a slow phase, but it's kind of felt like a weird pause because I can't, I'm at the point where I'm like, I've got my truck. I'm ready for my trailers. I've got, I'm ready for, to buy more tools, but I literally could not. Right. I had nowhere else to put the stuff that I had. Which is good though, because now you have time to assess. Yep. Now you know what you want. So now we have the house. We'll get that. I have I have some. Pro- I have a half an acre or whatever, so I can put trailers like, there, yeah, things like that. Yeah, I'll yeah, be able to good. start doing that. So that's why I said January. Things are going to start really ramping yeah, up. Yeah, for for the listeners, you guys don't understand how much crap this guy has in his truck. <laughs> like he puts the it's saw. He puts the saw in the back of the truck on top of all the other stuff. Yeah. And then the, the pickup, the bed part is literally packed full with tools and brooms yeah. and everything you need. Yeah. It's just, it, there's too much stuff. So you really and I, does, I have it covered obviously for, you know, rain purposes and things but he like does, that. Yeah, but he does need a trailer really bad in so, space. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the hard part. He looks, now, like, he looks like the bum contractor that would show up. I mean, my and, truck's nice. Right. My truck's nice. No, I know, yeah. but you just have everything. But that's, and that's the thing. Like that's, and that's when I wanted to get out of the house, get the house back. Cause that reflects what your company right, looks like. Right. You know, you want to have a good, you want to have a good system. Trailers, and that's what I'm trailers with a thing on, with a logo on it yeah. look way better than just a pickup truck. Exactly. Showing up. Yeah. And I, I hated the fact, you know, that's what I've been doing the last few months. Would but. you put an emblem on your truck? Um, I've thought about it. I would if it was a company truck, but since I'm just starting, I, I probably in the, the future will buy like a fleet yeah, yeah, of vehicles that will be company trucks. A fleet? Wow, you're really yeah. getting big there. Yeah. You're getting big. Well, not that big. But fleet. Yeah. Fleet just means like you buy them as yeah, a yeah. fleet price and right. some discount stuff like that. But so, but what I have been doing the last like six months is a lot of the little logistic things that people don't like think about. So because first, you have time to, because you can't do all the other stuff right now. Well, you can't do the construction, but it's like, it's a lot of paperwork stuff. So it's like, I got to establish my LLC. I got to get insurance. I got to get a bank account. I got to get credit cards. I got to get for the all, business. For, all for the you, business. Right, oh yeah. Right, all yeah. business stuff. And so that's all things that are part of the business that I've been getting and set. Because right. my, my philosophy is get the process going first. So you have your process, you have your systems of how you're going to do it and then get the stuff in there, you know, your tools, your trailers, things like that, so that the system's already in place and it's already organized. Right, that way you're not figuring that out while as you get it going. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then as things are like, hey, this is more efficient, adjust, but you know, kind of keep it the same. Right. You have in a system. So I've gotten like those logistic things done. You know, my insure, all that kind of stuff that I needed to get. The only thing I have a couple little things that I'm still working towards um, that are probably becoming in like March or so. Um, but I have a lot of that established. So once I have the trailers and stuff, like I'll be able to start doing some. I actually have some big jobs scheduled for December, um, and I have a few more for January too. That'll be. I'm not gonna be here in December. Well, you we'll just have, have to, to talk say. about that. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> okay. So what was the hardest part about starting your business? Oh man. If there, okay, maybe there's a bunch, but like, what was, what was, what's something you look back and like, man, that was difficult. Gain over that. I think it was all the little things. So, like, my personality is I'm extremely driven. So, like, I am, but I'm pretty stubborn. So, like, if something comes up where it's, like, you know, a lot of people, and I think this is accurate of most business owners, because there's a lot of little things that just, they're just, they come up, and they're so annoying, and you're, like, why am I dealing, and that's, and that's the thing that you just can't even, like, express to people who don't own a business, because there's, like, there's just so many little things that come up, they're, like, I gotta, it's, like, fires you're constantly fighting, and then you're constantly, like, okay, what's our next move? So I think for me starting out, it was just so many like little things that just seemed like they weren't working out. 
And, you know, a lot of people, like, I had friends, really good friends of mine, who were like, I can't believe you're starting a business. And you were like, yeah, it's not going yeah. well. They were like, well, they're just like, I can't, like, that's so risky. Like, I couldn't do that. Like, right. what if things don't work out, whatever? And I'm just like, but what if they do, right. you know? Which a lot of people don't have, I have the same mindset. Yeah. It's like, obviously, everybody sees the negative. Yeah. I see the negative, obviously. Right. But if it works, yeah. you know, like, I chase soccer, like, what if it does work, you know? Yeah. And like, obviously there's the downside to it. What if, what if exactly. it doesn't? Well, if it doesn't work out, at least I tried in my window of time. Right. You ever hear the quote that says, oh, frick me, dude. <laughs> it says, if you think the cost of hard work is too high, wait until you get the bill from regret. So it's yeah. like, if you're not going to try, like exactly. re- regret will haunt you the rest of your life. But if you try during your window of time, yeah. you know, obviously you can start a business at a little bit, any time in your life, but yeah. like you're young, you're starting it now. Yeah. And you don't want to be 40, you don't want to be 45, like, man, what happens if I did start that business, you know? Right. And I'm not saying, like, just spontaneously go do something, but, like, if you're going to do something, like, go for it, you know? Yeah. And who cares if your friends are like, why are you doing that, you know? Exactly. What if it works? And it was, and it it was, and it is a risk, especially, like, in this, like, people saying, like, in this economy. Everything's a risk, though, these days. Everything is, you know? It is. And it's, like, I would, but, like, I have to take the risk, you know? Like, I just, what if, like, you were saying right there, like, with the the situation with, like, being regretful of it. Like, I have to do this opportunity now. Because you're passionate about it. And I've, like, I want to do it. But I've also, like, done the, I I also am very, like, I know myself. Like, I know who I am as a person. You know your drive. I'm the same way. I know I have drive. Exactly. I know I do. So, like. And I know I can do it. I'm going to go for it, you know? Like, it's, I don't even, like, I, in a daily thing, in a daily whatever, I don't think about, well, what if this fails? Because in my mind, it's not going to fail. There's no opportunity right, for it to fail. Right. There's no chance that this and if doesn't something, If out. something doesn't go the way I expected it to, like, there's always a way to fix it. Exactly. Like, there's always another way, you know? Yep. And that's what I was saying. Like, I'm kind of stubborn in that way. Because in, when you're starting out, good there's so yes, there's so many things that get thrown at you. Like, right. oh, well, you have to do this. Oh, I wasn't expecting that expense. Oh, I didn't know that had to be done. Oh, that's... And it's just stuff that, like, you've never run a business before, so you don't know. Yeah, I would And there can be a lot of times where you're just kind of sitting there like you know, should, is this the right decision? Should I be doing this? Is I this totally, possible? Yeah, I totally get that. From and so getting through that first six months and I was honestly really lonely because you go from, I'm a very social person. So you go from working with other people, your coworkers starting your own business and, doing and you start your, all your own and you're for six, okay, for so six you months. You hired Caden obviously, but he wasn't here in the summer. So he wasn't you here in the summer. everything by yourself. Exactly. So I was doing all the work on my own all day, all day. You just had your wife. <laughs> yep. You get bored. You know, you don't have anyone to talk to all day. But it was also good for me because it was like it gave me so much time to think about what what do I want my company to look like like what and it gave me th- a chance to think stage. through those logistics yeah, right. and so this January I'm gonna start looking at hiring some people and like really like full time people like really expanding me and like okay we have the I have the guaranteed work now which is that now you can double your work thing. now, now like, I have the now I have the guaranteed work there now it's let's get the work done with good people and now yeah now you have to find good people that yep. match your company's brand yeah. your vibe. Yeah, you know? and I'm not saying vibe in like a weird way. Like no, vibe, you you're know? right. When you when they walk in the door, the people don't feel like there's creepy people in their house doing yeah. stuff to their walls. You know exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. So that's... the hard part was really pushing through all the unexpected pushing stuff. through all the unexpected expenses and the questions of is this the right thing? Because I I mean I have any people who are adults that were like, and that's hey, gonna, should you be doing this? That's gonna come up your whole life though. Yeah. Like you're gonna be asking yourself that till you're till you're dead. So is this the right decision? You know. There's a man that I respect highly in his business mindset, and you actually know him. It's your, um, it's Eric Hutton. Oh yeah. So I talked with him right. This was back. In, this is when I really decided that I wanted to like start my company. Mm-hmm. Was having this conversation with him. I could talk to him all day. Yes, and we kind of grew up in the same financial situation right. where we're not poor, but like our families, like we didn't have a lot of things. But but. 
at the age that I was at, and because the social media didn't exist, I didn't know I didn't have those things. Right. No, no, I, I yeah, thought I totally that that agree. was normal. Right. So what he challenged me to think was, this is like, Peter, you think about money in a, the way that you've always thought about it, the way you've grown up. Like risk right. as far as money. So right. like for you. My family never went out to eat ever. Exactly. It's like, like if I told you you could make $80,000 a year make working a good job, you would think, oh, that's a great job. Right. Like I'll take that. I'll, it's safe. I'll right. take that my whole life. 80000 is great. You can live off that. Yeah. Exactly. But his, but he challenged me. He's like, think about it in a different way. He's like, do you think that Elon Musk, you know, people like that think about $80,000 that way? Yeah. He's like, you have to take that risk and you have to think about money in a different way than you've grown up thinking about it. Yeah, that's and true. that really changed my mind, my mindset because, you know, not money's not everything not at all i think money i think people chase money way too hard yes and i i even do it myself like i think people chase money too much and that's why they're not happy yeah and I, this is a total different rabbit trail yeah. like i have some money i don't have a ton i work one day a week right now at right. Cracker Barrel. i don't make a ton of money yeah and then obviously i work for you a couple hours a week yeah but like there's part of me that's like man i could i should pick up some shifts you know but then the other part of me is like don't worry about money. Why? Yeah. Go to the soccer training facility and chase what you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, go chase like go chase after while you, you can, want absolutely. while you can while yeah. the window's there. Yeah. And then we're like the money. The money is always going to be around. Yeah. The time is always never going to. The time's always right. And you know? especially in today, in we have the beauty in our in our country that like money is pretty easy to get. If you're not getting money, right. like, there's ways like, to make money. That's your there. fault. And it, you might not be making a ton, but there's ways to go make money. You can make if like for instance, people like you know they make a salary or whatever, and like they're like, oh, we're not making. Go-. You can make more money. You can oh, yeah, find you can, a way or right. do something you to make more harder. money. You can get there's so money. many different ways. Yeah, you can work harder. You can pick up more shifts if you don't want to do that. You can do something on the side where you're right. putting hardly any. You can invest. But you have to put in there's the work. There's so though. many people ways. People don't want to put in the work. Though, exactly. Like nobody wants to. Agree. And then they're like, why don't I have any money? It's like because you're lazy. It's yes. Like, what I don't understand why people think they're so entitled to making money. Right. Like, no, go put in the work. Exactly. And if you're not going to put in the work, then like, you're not going to make money. Yeah. So, I mean, that conversation that I had with Eric, it really just changed like my mindset about how I thought about money one, but also just like businesses and how to work and things like that. Cause it was like, it kind of just like my mind, I had like basically, you know, blinders onto this really small subset of like just life. And then it was like, I took those off and it was like, just imagine like what is possible. So like now it's crazy to me that I talk about like when I talk about whatever would be five digits, like investments and things like that and like taking that yeah yeah, yeah. like taking stuff like that or you know like 50 grand or 100 grand or like doing stuff like that like i'm at the point where i'm logistically like okay next year i'm gonna need to buy you know fleet of vehicles that's gonna which you know maybe a hundred thousand dollars and so like people are like when i talk exactly when i talk to people like my family or my friends about that they're like what do you do that's not you you sound like you're that much and it's like your mindset of how you think about that is just it's just wrong right it's just you have to think well, about it wrong, in a different it's not, way. It's not a business mindset. You know? It's I mean, yeah. I guess it could be wrong. I would say it's yeah. Maybe it's, it's not safe. wrong. It's there's safe. no risk. There's and there, no risk. And yeah, I would agree that there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. No, but I mean, that's, that's if you're content you to be where right, you're at. Right. That's where you're gonna stay. Yeah, if you're happy there, that's fine. You know. Yeah. It's just a lot of people aren't happy, and it's like. Right. It's because you're chasing money exactly. at your point of like security and your point of contentment. Yeah. And even if you get a ton of money, you're still going to miss the contentment right. side of it, you know? Yeah. And I would say for, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people that know me and even my friends think that I'm like money driven. They think that about me. Everybody, and everybody's money driven. A little bit, but they think that I'm like, that's my pursuit. That's like why I'm pursuing my business. Gotcha. And it's really not. I really, like my wife will tell you this. Just my, a lot of people don't know this, but like my, like I just love to like do things for other people. And, that's and I don't, I don't mean to say that in a, like an arrogant way, but like for me, for the, my company, what I really love at the end of the day, what makes it all worth it is to be able to like look at a client and be like, 
they, I had a terrible situation. My floor was falling through. This person was able to come in, fix it exactly they wanted. It was beautiful. That's like what makes it worth obviously it. Obviously, the money's there. Yes. Obviously, everybody's driven by money a right. little bit. But like, yeah, I, I, that's a good thing to have. But I, exactly. Now you can be satisfied without the money. Right. And I want to grow my, the reason I want to grow my company is because I want to be able to do that for 200 people every year. Right. Like there's 200 people every year in Greenville that I have touched their lives and right. changed. You know, this lady that I just talked to, I just talked to a client today and her whole entire downstairs was flooded because of her hot water heater. And so we're going to be redoing her, basically her down, her cabinets, her kitchen right. and floor. Right. And, you know, she was sharing with me that she's got a daughter. She really wants to decorate for Christmas, put up a Christmas tree. And so, you know, I work some things around and I'm hopefully going to be able to get this done by the beginning, awesome. um, by beginning of December. Yeah. And because for me, it's like, I really care about that. Right. Like, I want you to be able like that. Right. I, the fact that I can have an impact in that and that before you thought you weren't going to be able to have a Christmas tree and celebrate Christmas because you couldn't decorate. And because of what I'm going to be able to do now, you will. That's what like brings me joy. And I think that be, like, you have to be that able to mindset, feel that. since you have that mindset, it'll transition into what you were talking about, your yeah. goal earlier. Like people will realize like, okay, this guy's actually genuine. He's authentic. You yeah. Know? And it'll, it'll give that, um, that persona right. for the company. And some people might think that I'm money driven. I don't care what they think. Well, it doesn't really I, matter. I say this, <laughs> I say this, everybody is money driven. A little bit, but yeah. Everybody is a little bit, yeah. I mean, we all do. I don't work at Cracker Barrel for free. Yeah. I don't work at Cracker Barrel because I love serving people. Yeah. Like, that's not the main reason, you know? And that's Cracker Barrel, obviously. But now, if you look at soccer, I will play soccer at the biggest stage if you pay me 50000 a year, mm-hmm. 25000 a year. I don't care. Like you could pay me ten thousand a year right. to play at the biggest stage. But because what you it's love, it's the passion. Yeah, it's like I love the passion. I love the feeling. I love the fans. I love the yelling. You know, yeah. like I love that part of it. And it's the same thing. Yeah. Obviously, money is a great part of it. Right. But like, I love the. I love just the game. You know, yeah. I just love doing it. Yeah. And you're the same way. You just love being there. You know. I love seeing the journey I make with soccer and the people I meet. Mm-hmm. Like the soccer facility that love playing. Love the people I play with there and the people I train with. Like, it's just a fun, it's just fun to be part of the whole thing, you know? Right. It's not about the money. I pay money to go do that, you know? Yeah. It's just like, it's a passion. Sometimes if you over, if you look over money, I guess this podcast has turned into like a money topic. <laughs> if you look over money, you know, it's, there's so much more important things that like really are more rewarding yeah. than money. It's, and, like it's just a little bit. And know? I mean, one of the things that as a business owner, I really hope to do is as you make good money, you can use money to do other things that can help other people, you know, exactly. like you have more financial resources to do your family, so much more, your friends, you know, exactly. Like other people. In, I, I, I brought him up already like three times, but like Elon Musk, I actually really respect a lot of people hate him, yeah. but I really respect him because he has a genuine, like he's not somebody who's just trying to make millions of dollars. Right. He's a genuine passion to like help humanity. Right. That's why he started his businesses. He wants to just help humanity. I think that's pretty cool. The yeah. fact that he can use his financial resources to do that. Right. And a lot of people don't like him, but... I, yeah, a lot of people I don't like him, him, but... Uh, and I mean, I honestly don't know the guy or anything. Right. And some of his stuff, whatever, might have problems. But like, yeah. he, has a, he has good intentions. His passion sometimes. is right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if that's... So I don't even know what we talked about. The hardest part was, whatever, overcoming... Those little things yeah, the, that, just, at the beginning. that just pop up. So what's the best part about owning your own business? <laughs> Favorite part? <sighs> I, I guess... I'm guessing where you're going to go with this, but go ahead. Yeah. So... Like I said, I, I would definitely say a little bit of it is the the impact I have directly on people, mm-hmm. like the, the direct impact that I now have towards like individuals every day, week in, week out, that I can change their lives. That I would say is like the number one top thing, like a little bit lighthearted. It's definitely like the more of freedom of schedule. Yeah. So like Just before, you know, normally that's probably like the most underrated thing that people don't really think about, like the freedom mentally you have. When, you know, like for instance, for you, you're at Cracker Barrel. It's not like you work there one day a week, but every day at five, you, you start thinking, show up. you yeah. got to get there. Right. You got to leave. 
for me, it's a little bit like that, but I'm also in control of my own yeah, schedule. You could literally walk out the door or you could literally be like, ah, I got to go home today, you know? Exactly. If I have a week and, and that's also dangerous, some people who aren't driven, right, that can affect not driven, them. Right, yeah, that can, that can be a bad but thing. But like, hey, you're, you have a date tonight. You got to yep. get off early. No I don't, no yeah. problem. I'll crank, I'll get there early, crank out whatever job it is and get off, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's, I think one of the nicer things is to be able to have that flexibility, yeah, the, especially with right now, with the way our house situations, like just being right, available, right. you know, it's just, it's just basically a hundred percent available. Yeah, exactly. You can, always, like, you can always get to a job site early or leave late, you know, yep, do whatever. Exactly. Yeah. As long as I work with the client around their schedule, you know, I, I pretty much have flexibility to do whatever I need. You know, if I work, sometimes I'll be working like if I've done construction for 40 hours from Monday to Thursday, cause I've been putting in long days on Friday, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to work like three hours in the morning, come home do my, you know, business running stuff for a couple hours and then yeah. be done at one o'clock. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that once in a while if right. I, if I want to, right. or if I need to, especially once whatever. you get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. As I get bigger, I'm sure I'll get busier. But. Yeah. I'll be good once you get bigger. All right. We're almost done. But what would you say is your biggest learned? What's your biggest takeaway from starting it? I guess we probably covered it. Um, I guess there's only one other thing because I feel like this whole podcast has just been like promoting my business, which I mean, <laughs> hey, not, I mean, I'll I'm take not, it. I'm just, you're, you're, it's been good. I'm yeah. Not, I, I like the conversation. It's good. Yeah. Um, but there's something specific or yes. something general. What's your biggest takeaway from starting your business? One of the sp- more specific things that I also want. So I've talked a lot about what makes my company unique. Right, so different. how do you grow? You know, so, yeah. I mean, for me, one of the other things that I think that really... Um, helps me and like one of the things I've learned kind of just observing other companies that are doing the same thing or just different things that I've decided you know what that's something I want to be super different about my company as well is just the how overall employees are treated Mm -hmm. and that's something that's really important so that's so I've watched other construction companies I've worked for other construction companies I know how like they treat their employees some of them were okay some of them were not good at all and so it's like and you see some places and people are like I hate working here I hate working here blah 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 and some of that's the personality but I've always I decided that I really want my company to be to really treat its employees well, mm-hmm. have benefits, you know, offer them good pay. That's the main thing is have good competitive pay. I want people to be like, wow, not you don't want to overpay them too much because then they can actually feel guilty if they're doing stuff and they're like, I'm not keeping up with this pay. But you also want to pay them good enough where they can, you know, make a living. Um, but if you treat your employees well, they're going to do good work. Right. And that's going to result through what I want my company to result. And that, that overall persona is going to come out exactly. like we're a team and we're the whole, everybody has the same vibe. People are going to enjoy working. I want people to wake up every day and be like excited to go to work because yeah. they get paid good money. It's a good atmosphere. It's a good place to work. That's well, it's well run. I've worked for companies that just are not well run. Yeah. And it makes, when you know that the owner is kind of a, a head case and things just might go off or whatever here or there, it makes it extremely hard stressful. to be like, it makes it stressful. It, You're yeah. like, I don't know what's going to happen right. next. I want my employees to feel like calm, really comfortable where they're working. Cause I want to make, you know, lasting impressions with them. And so that's really where I'm at with, with that is I really want the employees to feel like they're really welcomed there. They're, they're enjoying their job. So your biggest learning experience is learning from what not to do. Uh, that's <laughs> honestly how I learn. I mean, that's how most people learn. Yeah, I mean, that's right. how you learn from experience. That's right. how you should learn. Right. Um, so I guess with that question, all I would say end to end is, um, obviously your audience is a little bit younger, right. college age kids. Them, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I would say I'm going to be looking to hire people January, uh, February time, um, a lot of people don't think about doing like blue collar work or whatever, but there's a lot of benefits to it. And obviously it's not a blue collar. There's going to be other right. positions available. Right. So, I mean, I would just encourage people, you know, to like, just take a think and, you know, really think about trade work potentially. 
um, because it has lots of valuable skills also because right, you can also do it for your life. Exactly. Right? You just do it for a year. You're going to own a home at some point. Right. You're going to really wish you had known how to like, I learned from that one trip we went on. Yeah. I, I can put up a wall. Yeah, exactly. You it can might not be a wall. good wall, but I know how to do it. Exactly. You know? And so it's, it's things like that. So, you know, we're obviously going to be looking to hire soon, um, in January. So we're really looking, what we're really looking for is young people with that energy. They yeah. have energy to work. They have energy to learn. I don't care if you don't know how to do construction. I can teach you that. It's not very hard. Right. But I want somebody who's going to get up every day and be like, all right, I'm going to be, I'm going to put work towards this or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. So I would really just love to kind of make a push in January for some yeah. solid people that we're yeah. looking for. Well, I mean, obviously I'm part of the company, but I wish, yeah. I wish you luck in pushing yeah. it forward. Cause I will, I will not always work for you. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very persuasive. All right. Well, that wraps up episode three. Thank you for coming. Yep. Thanks for having me. Uh, I hope that was like, that was a good conversation. Hope so. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Remember, uh, listen to My Chemical Romance. That's the band for this week. And you can talk about T-Rex skulls or the election. Or, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. Anyways, see you guys on episode four.